Hey everyone. If you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10. That's podcast10 to get 10% off our essential membership for the first year. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. And now to the top analysis of today's markets. Will the dollar continue to dominate? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. With me today is Dale Pinkert, trading coach at TradeGate Hub. Hey, Dale. It's great to see you. Hi, Maggie. It's always great to end my week having a conversation with you. Same. Likewise. So uh, funny, funny way to end the week, too. Uh, we saw it was kind of a mixed picture for stocks, really mostly a down day for the broader S&P and Dow. The Nasdaq did manage to eke out a gain. There was initially some relief after that key inflation reading. The PCE came in lower than expected, but it looked like stocks just really couldn't hold on to those gains. You know, we are, there's no shortage of things to worry about. We've been talking all week. We're facing a government shutdown over the weekend as well. Um, and but we did see the yield on the Treasury edge off those 15, 10 year edge off those 15 year highs, and the dollar also moved lower, but it had its best quarter of the year. Um, so there's a lot to unpack. Well, why don't we start with the dollar? How are you feeling about the dollar here? Okay, well, if you put up the dollar chart, <clears throat> I was on with Ash Pennington at the bottom. It was a coincidence that I was scheduled to come on, but that's where the first little red circle is. And I said, buy the dollar. And if you didn't want to catch a falling knife, wait for it to close over the previous low, which it did. And then I was back with you on August 10th and I said, buy the dollar. I'm still looking for 108, 109. And today as we sit here, it's a little more difficult to give just a blanket buy it anywhere call on the dollar because we're approaching important Fibonacci retracement levels. The 50% level comes in at 107.20, which we almost got to this week. We're at 106.70. 61.8's uh, my best guess, 109. And people that are even more bullish at 78.6, 111.55. So now it becomes a process. Um, you know, I was talking about 102 euro. We got down to 105. So, you know, that's a bad day or two away from a target where I'm going to be interested in trying it. So it's no longer buy the dollar. Now it's more trade the dollar. Mm. Because you know, it, it, it seems it seems to me when you made that call, it seemed pretty contrary at the time because yeah. there are a lot of people who've been calling for oh, the dollar to weaken. The brick currency, yeah. de-dollarization. I had farmers calling me, Dale, what are we gonna do about the dollar? And we talked about that. I said so many people are worried about the dollar. Now you have a 360, everyone's embracing it. I saw your header. Will the dollar continue global dominance? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how things have shifted. They've shifted the same way with rates. Back then, everyone was looking for the Fed pivot and the turn. And I said, we would make new lows in TLT and take out the October low. That uh, business was taken care of this week. Uh, yields on the 10-year went a little further than I thought they would go. Um, but you know, I'm looking for yields to be in a peaking mode now. So people are wrong footed again. Um, and it won't be the fed. It'll be the market that takes yields down as people are worried about something else we talked about months ago that rates could drop and it may not be bullish right away for the market. So we could have a growth scare or a liquidity event. 
and uh, yields will drop. And, you know, that's, I think, what people are unprepared for. It, Bless you. Allergies are horrible. We have epic Bless rain. You. We have allergies. It's, you know, the struggle's real on Friday, isn't it? <laughs> um, but you are right. You, you, it, it, boy, that bond trade's been so hard for people. Well, I, I think that they capitulated uh, when TLT took out that low. Maybe it goes to 86. It's a process. But a lot of that was also based on the tech technical factor that when TLT put in its lows at 90 in October on the weekly chart, and viewers could check it, the RSI was confirming the price move. Markets rarely bottom, and, and it's a simple thing to learn. Markets rarely bottom or top when momentum is confirming the move of price. So if you have a new low in the market and the RSI is making a new low as well, that's a confirmed low and it's the opposite for confirmed highs. So you feel like it's peaking here, but is it possible that we get, we go higher still? You know, it is a process, right? How are With, you yeah. feeling about this? With a severe interruption. And something else we've discussed in prior broadcasts is that uh, I think that when it happens, it's going to happen because of, you know, I, I thought that we would uh, get the confirmation of this next Friday on the NFP, but we're not going to have any numbers. Yeah, oh, gosh. Okay, that's right. so, you, all right. So, I mean, wow. that's going on. Um, so, I don't I know what. I the, wasn't even thinking about that today. Yeah, a lot of FX traders, um, you know, they're news traders. And, you know, before we leave the dollar, so, uh, something that's a learning tool and that viewers may want to consider is everyone's looking for the best markets that trend. And foreign currencies have always had the reputation of being trending markets, some of the best technical trending markets of all the instruments out there. And if your viewers pull up a weekly chart of the dollar, we've had nothing but green or blue candles up weeks, 12 weeks in a row. Not one down week, not any interruption. You just bought it and let the trend go. If you got cute trying to counter trend uh, trade, which I do occasionally, you probably gave some of that back. Uh, but what a trend, 13 weeks in a row. Um, up with blue candles. Yeah, what do you what do you make of that? That's because that's an extraordinary run, right? What what do you make of this? Uh, I I think that it's uh, you know you just had so many people bearish a dollar. Funds now have liquidated. They were long euro all the way down. Mm. Uh, the uh, large specs um, and now they're out. They're out of their euro longs. So now I think over the next couple months there's going to be a nice peak in the dollar. In fact, I think the dollar will be the sacrificial lamb to bring back things in the economy as things slow. You weaken the dollar, which can bring risk appetite back, make commodities more expensive, and even have nominal gains in the stock market. If the dollar drops 30%, the market will be up 30%. Mm. Um, that happened in you know 08 and 2020. So the dollar will be something that, you know, the Fed's going to let go, even though they say, you know, it's a treasury's purvey. Um, 
So, you know, plus if they let it go and people get worried about a dollar, the dollar, and we really have a severe sell-off over the next year, it'll be easier to introduce the idea of a CBDC as a fix. Mm. Yeah, you've been you've been thinking about that that intersection. I want it's a to. Nightmare. I, <laughs> I think that what you're bringing up is so interesting, though, because we're at a moment where there are so many layers. We talked to Jem Carson yesterday about all of the kind of flows and things that are happening with derivatives and structured products. You've got, it's not just as straightforward as the economic data. You've got all of these different factors kind of layered on and it's pretty complicated. Um, and certainly people have had the, you know, you were very contrarian on the dollar. You were very contrary on the, on the bond trade. There's been a lot of pain across both of those there. It's been volatile. And the people we've been talking to, throughout the week, throughout the content campaign we just ended. Um, don't see that anytime soon. Here are some highlights from just this past week. Typically, you want the bond exposure to protect you in times of turmoil. Uh, and really, if you look over the past two to three years, that has not been the case. Every time you needed the bonds, they did not perform. You said something in one of your notes that um, nobody gets out alive. So here's how I see this playing out. We're going into a recession. It's happening. I have 98% confidence on that. Well, I think the challenge is that, you know, most investors have some version of 60-40. What is 60-40 particularly good at? When does it outperform? It outperforms in an environment where, you know, there's disinflationary strong growth. Uh, and instead, what we're sort of seeing here is an environment of, you know, inflationary weak growth. Look, the politics is going to get worse. I can't express how bad next year is going to be. Nobody's prepared for it. Nothing you see written or visually is easy to verify. And the sole purpose will be to divide you. And everyone has to keep their shit together and step back, verify everything. We take the politics out of it and give you the information that you can turn into knowledge and then wisdom. And it, it's vital. So the alternative lenders, some of them are hedge funds, some of them are factors, some of them are, are supply chain businesses. They are providers of loans and other types of financial accommodation that are privately held or publicly held, but are not regulated financial institutions. I would say, you know, do some investigating about who these non-bank lender clients are, the large ones. They're in a bit of, uh, of a sweet spot right now, I would submit to you, and, and that's worthy of some thought. That has always been the case that markets have gone into bonds as interest rates go higher and that sucks smart money out of risk premium. This time though, last time during the last inflation push of the 70s, we didn't have something called derivatives. We didn't have the ability to, to layer on top of bonds other structured yields to enhance our yields. And so there's a big demand, not just for that 4.65% 10-year or that, you know, 5.7%, uh, you know, uh, one year or, you know, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, you can now put stack uh, selling uh, kind of way out of the money puts, way out of the money calls, all kinds of different structures to enhance that yield, have very low leverage on your portfolio, non-correlated and get something closer to seven, half, eight percent Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. 
So if you see the comment that was under Jim, a lot of members have been asking for a follow-up on some of what he was talking about. It was so important, um, maybe an academy session. And we are, we took it on board. We're working on that already. So keep, stay tuned for that. And Lon Singer, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, he and Ash had a conversation all about the private debt market. Ash has been really following this. It was super interesting. And again, uh, one of the members said, I didn't know about this. I probably wouldn't have tuned in unless you did this interview. And I just learned so much. And we love that. We, we love sort of trying try to push the, the knowledge envelope. Um, super fantastic stuff. Uh, to be able to hear it all, to use the new platform, to interact with our community, you need to become an RV member, not just subscribe on our YouTube channel, although we love having you here. Um, the platform is where all the good stuff is happening. So jump on that birthday, uh, ridiculous birthday offer that we still have going. It's only through Sunday, though. You can go to www.realvision.com forward slash birthday. Do this for yourself. Um, so, Dale, really interesting to hear all those different views. There, there's definitely still a lot of difference of opinion. How are you? I, I This issue about government bonds and the 6040 construction has been coming up a lot. Does it feel like government bonds are riskier than they used to be? Well, you know, uh, TLT used to be 145, 150, the time to be worried about risk. You, do you know that when uh, the bonds were there, Maggie, they were the lowest interest rates since the Civil War, not yeah. this Civil War. Yeah. The one, okay. <laughs> the OG. The, the, one with, <laughs> the one with guns and cannons. All right. So, uh, which I hope doesn't happen again. And anyway, uh, so that was a time to worry about risk. Now it's time to think about potential opportunity. Mm. Elliot Titians would say that this last wave in the bonds is five. So five means we're finishing. It doesn't mean we finish this week. It means we're completing this decline. And what should ensue should be a pretty good bear market rally. So, um, it's a little late to be thinking about risk. Uh, ask any regional or uh, money center bank treasurer if they should have thought about risk of duration two years ago. Yeah. When I was talking point. about it. Great Not point. now. Now they should be uh, looking to buy them. And but they'll be selling them. Won't. And yet they yeah. probably won't, creating like exact further exacerbating the problem. It's a, it's a great. It's a great point, Dell. It, it's it's hard. It feels hard sometimes. It, it's late exactly. to be it's late to be concerned about the risk in treasuries. I'd say, you know, eleven thirty, eleven o'clock, midnight being that there could be a turn. And you know, the Fed could always come in and buy bonds if there's a problem. You know, so they're talking about all the buyers that have gone away. And I'm not a super bomb bull. I see you know better opportunities and uh, trying to, because I believe long-term it's a bear market, but um, there's a, a vicious bear market rally coming if I'm right about risk. Fantastic. Well, we know, and by the way, uh, so many of the viewers love that you track your performance um, and from time, from appearance to appearance. Um, thank you for doing that for us. Um, it's great. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, and you, and by the way, Jared was on earlier this week and he is also kind of feeling that it's just that the timing has killed so many people. Um, that it's 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 been a hard one, but yeah, um, great point, and we're we're going to keep an eye on that. I want to turn our attention back to stocks a little bit. Um, by the way, 
after Brian, I don't know if you can pull this up. After the conversation with Bob and Andreas, I added XLE to my watch list on the platform just because so many people were talking about energy maybe as being part of the composition. Um, I don't know if you, for those of you who are migrating on, and I know some of you still are, check your email, follow the instructions, you need to create a new account. Um, the, the sort of rollover is still happening. If you have trouble, email us. Um, but you can create your own watch list. So XLE is on there. But I also put, before I had any idea what we were going to talk about, Dale, I put um, Google, Amazon, some of those big tech names, because as we saw today, it's been interesting. They've been, they've been defying. We've been covering AI a lot. They're all over those stories as well. Um, I'd love to, we're looking at Brian's. Brian's got Ford. We know he's down the EV rabbit hole forever. And of course we have the UAW strike. So Brian being the news hound he is, is keeping current with what's happening in the headlines, but just go to that right-hand section. You see down below, that's where, yeah, where Brian's cursor is. That's where you create your watch list. And it's so helpful to have up, especially, you know, when we have a guest on, so you can sort of, you know, put the things that you want to track and, and ask us a question about them. I would love to know um, what's on all of your watch lists. If you've created them already, put, drop it in the chat. Tell me what you're looking at. But Dale, I know what you're looking at are some of these big tech names because you sent over charts for that. So What's going on? Why are Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft sort of top of mind for you? Well, did you ever see the movie, The Magnificent Seven? I, I have not. Okay, well, you know they were calling, they, you know they were calling all these stocks a few months ago, The Magnificent Seven. They were. And I brought uh, three charts of uh, three of The Magnificent Seven that are now on their way up to Boot Hill. <laughs> Okay. They kicked out. All right, and and uh, uh, you know, Apple, Maggie, uh, what did someone you had on the air several yeah, months you've ago? You've been on this. You've been you've had a bit in for with, with Apple and very concerned about the, it, its China exposure. I said that G would uh, retaliate against an American icon like Apple, mm. and that they would stop using Apple phones. So, um, that was of course, before we saw Apple. news flash come across about government workers having to, you know, adopt another device, some of which uh, was already, uh, you know, underway, and that hurt Apple. Yeah. Uh, first, it was the first gap was earnings. And then after that rally to 190, that was uh, Xi's announcement. And I think it's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. If you lived in a totalitarian regime, and they were making all their government workers use other phones besides Apple. Would you still use an Apple? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the technicals. So we're down about 15%. Uh, goodbye, Magnificent Seven. You see the moving average there is coming in around 165. Um, you know, I'm looking for a general market sell off. So the week will become weaker. Um, we take out 165, I think you're uh, talking 140, um, and eventually $100 Apple. So mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty bearish uh, Apple. It's held up pretty well, but uh, that's not a bullish chart. It could rally, but I'd sell all rips in Apple. I think it has destiny uh, 140, 150, and then lower levels like 115 to 95. Wow, Apple under 100. Yeah, by the, uh, you know, basically 
Uh, I'm looking for this stock sell-off that started uh, at 4,600 to last until the first quarter of mm -hmm. next year. Uh, but the initial stop that I'm looking for, uh, I said that 4,200 last time I was on, I was bearish and that was against 4,600. I said the major battleground would be the 4,200 level. So far, we haven't gotten there and everyone's looking at 4,200 in the S&Ps. So when everyone's looking at one number, either doesn't achieve it or melts right through it like it doesn't matter. Um, I think that the market will try and make a stand there. But uh, the general theme that people can take a look at is I'm looking for markets to reset to the levels they were at in March. Mm. Okay, so that means that was 3,800 in the S&Ps. I'm looking for S&Ps to trade about 3,900 before they mount a better counter trend rally and and do it in a hurry. Wow. Okay. And and do the do do you think that all so you're bearish Apple, what about the rest of those big tech names? Do they lead all right, the way Amazon lower? Amazon is worse. If you oh. pull up the Amazon chart, this is not corrective action. Do you know that Apple in two weeks, Amazon went from 146 to 125, 15% in two weeks. That's a broken stock. Uh, even on days when the market's rallying, it can't rally. I'm looking for 110 mm -hmm. Amazon. Um, could be there when we're at 3,900 S&Ps. Very ugly. Um, so another of the Magnificent Seven did not draw fast enough when he was faced with <laughs> risk. Okay, so Megan uh, is definitely a Western. <laughs> it is a Western. I probably did see it, and I just yeah, don't Well, you'll it. watch it this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, these gunslingers are in, you know, in retirement for a while. We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. And what about, what was the other one? It was Amazon. Microsoft. 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 What about Microsoft is, is in the whole AI game? You, you, you all right, well. Uh, Insulated? No, all? I, I see a big uh, eight cent descending triangle. Maybe it could rally 10, 15, 20 bucks. Uh, but look at the major support level we're at. And then when um, uh, the S&Ps were rallying, look at that weak rally on the right to about, what was that, 340. Um, under this 310 level, closing under 310, you definitely have the 200 within sight, but it actually measures about to 260, 270. So again, that would be near the March lows. Okay, mm -hmm. so, uh, and the metals, I'm looking for them to be at the March lows. And currencies are almost at the, you know, March highs, some of the currencies. The miners, the uh, silver miners are underneath their March lows, some of them. So everything is coming back to March. Beware of the odds of March when it strikes in October. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's really uh, what I'm looking for. And then some markets, I think there'll be a true bottom from those levels. Um, the S&Ps at this point, uh, the rally from 3,900s could be important to see what the character of the rally is, and if it's weak and only rallies back to 4,250 and rolls over again, that's how I could come up with 3,100, 3,000 S&Ps into April. So uh, is this 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 retracement? So well, let me let me put it in the words of some of the questions coming in. So uh, 
And it's still contrarian. I mean, most people are oh. saying, which is great, that this is a pause to refresh. Uh, we needed a pullback. It's still healthy. It's still a bull market. And most people aren't buying protection uh, or hedging. And there is a lot of put buying. There's contrarian signals to, to be long. And uh, I'm just saying, uh, if we start taking out 4,200, that's where the blow off started. That's going to be a very ugly sign and throw a lot of the algos on, onto the short side. 4,200 so, S&Ps. So, Bo asking, are you saying the handful of stocks which have been propping up the index are starting to revert? Yeah, there are, I'm talking 10, 15% already. Apple was 200. It's 170. So, you know, that's $30. That's 15%. You have 15% in Amazon. You have 15% uh, in Microsoft. Mm. So what led on the way up will lead on the way down. So uh, G Blackburn, underscoring what you just said, pretty cheap to hedge equity risk if Dale is right about index levels. Uh, so what do you, how, Ralph asking, how soon do you think it will get back to the March levels? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, by Thanksgiving. Wow. Well, you know, October is, although we were. It might even happen in October. As we learned from uh, Jem yesterday, but it does, we do, we do tend to see that happen, that kind of action happen around that time of year. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what the market's doing into the middle of the month. Okay, I'll get a little. Uh, uh, kooky with you, we have uh, an annular solar eclipse, and it's a ring of fire eclipse that has never been seen on this continent. Never is a long time. Mm. Um, we had the comet, a 400-year messenger, flashing across our skies a week or so ago. I don't know what the country was doing in, you know, 1623. <laughs> I don't know what we were trading back then. Uh, but, you know, there are some signs uh, of, you know, from the heavens. Uh, yeah. Comets were never uh, interpreted as good omens by the ancients. Uh, yeah. They thought about war and famine. And uh, I, I found it a coincidence that, um, uh, you know, that it, all of a sudden, and people weren't expecting it, it was newly discovered. Um, it's a message. There's also... Two weeks ago on the Jewish New Year was the end of the Jubilee year on the, on the Hebrew calendar. And Jubilee meant in biblical times that all your debts were forgiven and you had the chance to start over. And when you think about it in our secular society, we had a bit of a Jubilee. People didn't have to pay their student loans. There was still COVID money floating around. You mm. see commercials uh, promoting, if you had any employees, call us, we'll get you government money. Well, you know, all those things came to, are coming to an end in October and the Jubilee is over and it's time to pay the piper. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are worried about, all of that. Uh, yeah. Certainly, um, you know, the student loan thing is a big thing in this country. Uh, we have a, a couple questions. Let, I want to just go through them a little bit all over the place. So let's just let's just knock them out as we go. Dale, do you have a view on gold? Yes, I brought a gold chart, <clears throat> and you could check prior videos. Last time I was on, 
said I thought we'd have a little rally. It'd be a failing rally. And um, that's exactly what it was. That's a weekly chart. I've been talking 1800 gold. Gosh, um, I feel sorry for people who bought the opening in silver today. Uh, you know, silver was up 80, 90, 80 cents, almost a buck and finished 40 lower. So gold I'm looking for again, 1800. What a coincidence. That's the March lows. Mm. So here's another reset. And I promised people that I work with and talk to that once we get to 1800, 1780 and 2040 or so in silver, that I won't be talking about the short side of these metals for two years. Wow. So I'm looking for, you know, a major inflection point and that should coincide with some type of top in the dollar because silver never can have a bull market without a bear market in the dollar. Gold can rally with a strong dollar. Silver needs a bear market in the dollar. Uh, by the way, uh, Bo said, Dale, your singing is one of the few good omens we have right now. And I will second that. Uh, <laughs> what is your... What's your view on uh, John saying, Dale, the Tesla monthly chart looks amazing. I haven't looked at it, so I, I can't comment on it. I know a lot okay. of people like amazingly bullish. Uh, I'm assuming that's what he means. Okay. But John, John, you let us know. Good, good um, hunting, John. Uh, Dale, would you still short the euro as parity looks the target before Christmas? Uh, you know, it's kind of late. Uh, you know, uh, your risk, uh, we could rally, like I said, we could rally from here to, you know, 108 first, and then I'd be a seller. But just to sell it in the hole here um, is not anything that I practice. I don't chase things. I'd wait for a reaction. Uh, maybe if the Dixie pulls back to the 104 level over the coming weeks before it makes another attempt for new highs, I would key any foreign currency buy against Dixie 104. Uh, are you watching that gas at all? Yeah, it sure looks like a saucer bottom uh, coming in that market. It's quiet. And, uh, you know, they say that markets top with violence and bottom in silence. Mm. And if you look at the natural gas chart, it looks like an EKG of someone uh, that is in a coma. And it's a very long base. Uh, it has possibilities here. Uh, what's that other expression? The bigger the base, the bigger the launch into space. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, we always say you're like a one minute, we can, we can mint t-shirts off of, of your sayings. It's so, fa they're so fantastic. <laughs> we, just, we just love it. We're gonna we're gonna just put that on loop if we see these uh, these markets okay. start to move, um, because we we could say that we've all been warned. That's for sure. Um, I think we're out of time. Let me see if I could squeeze one more in. Um, are you looking Are you looking at financials at all? Some Bo asking about Chase. Um, you know, you know, uh, there's been some option flow into the financials, and um, that kind of ties in with they should hold up better than other things. If I'm right about yields. Uh, peaking here. So if I had to be long anything, um, maybe on this pullback to 3,900, if it happens, it's not a given. I mean, I could be jammed. I'm wrong back over 4,500. Um, but if that happens, the financials, I think, could be um, leadership because some of the interest rate pressure will come off of them and their duration risk. 
Interesting. Interesting. Dale, you always give us so much to think about. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much. You have time for a quick song? Because I know a lot of people are nervous after this interview. Of course. <clears throat> All right. Time for a song. Give it to us. All right. If you're worried and you can't sleep, just count your blessings instead of sheep and you'll fall asleep counting your blessings. All right. What's that one from? Perry Como, I'm you know, kidding. the... Uh, that sounded like an oldie but a goodie yeah better than uh what was it the osmond brothers uh one bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch girl <laughs> yeah very combo although we're going backer into the vault so i don't even know right. half our viewers even know who perry como is but my grandmother used to make me watch it with her on television yeah. so i all right well thank you young young lady <laughs> Not to date just you. call me grandpa <laughs> Grandpa Trader, that'll be my new handle. Anyway, Maggie, it's always a it's always really a good time talking to you. I hope I'm adding value to what always. you guys on your mission are trying to accomplish. I'm a fan. Always, thank you so much. Of real vision. We absolutely, um, you know, we lean into the education. I know it yeah. means a lot to you as well. Um, two programming notes before I go. <clears throat> Staff recommendation for the weekend, everyone. Roger Hurst's presentation at the RVIP event dropped on the platform today. Samuel Burke was there live with him and said it blew him away. And he works with Roger a lot. Really, really good stuff. Just sort of, you know, giving a good overview of all of the things we've been talking about and what's happening right now. Um, so check it out. If you, you should have a notification. If not, go to the Knowledge Center. And you might see it twice. One of them's for our VIP, it includes the Q&A section he did with the VIPs. Uh, that one's locked, but there is another one there that you will be able to get access to. Um, that's open to all members. And if you're thinking of a getaway, we have teamed up with Blockchain Jungle for a gathering they're hosting on November 16th in Costa Rica. Some of the RV wow. are, yeah. I could wish I was there right now. It's uh, raining buckets here. We're building arcs. Um, the RV, some of the RV teams headed down, and you can get an early bird special and an additional RV member discount when you use realvision.com forward slash Costa Rica. There you are. It's on the screen too. That's it uh, for me. Dale, thanks again. Have a great weekend. Have you a great too, weekend, everybody. Take Brian, care of the thank you. There. I'll see you guys. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.